pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 321. Today I'm going to chat with Donicio Martinez, discuss the Department of Commerce pausing firearms exports, highlight the ZF56 from Zenith, and talk about a fee for bad parenting. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Donicio, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Ava? I'm doing well. I really like that name. It just kind of feels <laughs> cool like to say. It feels like it's like a... I like the way that it feels in my mouth when I talk, when I say your name. So, <laughs> growing up, I, I hated my name. And then as I got older, I was like, all right, this is a little different. Always got this. But, uh, oh, no, if you can't say it, I just tell everybody, call me D. Everybody knows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So before we get into uh, talking about Armaspect, which is the company that you work with, I'm going to talk about BSF Barrels real quick. Actually, they kind of go hand in hand because I did just complete an entire AR using BSF barrel. So I had the barrel, the gas block, gas tube, BCG, and muzzle device. But then I also used all of the Armaspec lower parts kits, grip, buffer tube, buffer spring, all kinds of stuff. And I was really happy with that build. But yeah, if you guys are looking to build an AR or even an AR-10, so for example, they have multiple caliber barrels to choose from, anywhere from like 308, 22 to 250, 243, 6 millimeter Creedmoor, 6.5 Creedmoor, and 22 Creedmoor. So quite a bit to choose from. All of them have BSF's attention sleeved carbon fiber barrel to give you that heavy barrel rigid accuracy without packing on all those pounds. They're 0.875 inches in diameter, but the carbon fiber saves you about half the weight. So it looks like it's big and it weighs a lot, but it actually doesn't. You can get them anywhere from 10 inches to 24 inches in length. So depending if you're looking to do like an SBR or something long range. Either way, if you're going to buy any of those products, don't forget to use the code ELITE15. That's E-L-I-T-E-1-5. And that's getting you 15% off. And that is BSFBarrels.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Donicio, so we actually met recently at TurruCon, but before that, we spoke a little bit on Instagram and you were nice enough to send me some products. And actually, you kind of came just in time, like you hit me up just in time because I'm like, actually, yeah, I am working on an AR. But then again, I don't know when I'm not working on something. <laughs> but anyway, so I have to say, I was like really impressed with the products you have. And some of them are, you know, kind of basic stuff, like your typical basic lower parts kit or grip. But then you're also doing some stuff that's like really different that a lot of people haven't even touched. Before we start talking about that, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about yourself. You are the marketing manager for Ormaspec. And I'm curious, like, what got you into this industry? How did you get to where you are now? So... I mean, I've always been into shooting guns ever since a little kid, and that's kind of where the, the passion grew. And I always knew I wanted to be in the firearms industry. I just never knew how or what I was going to do. And I worked at gun ranges here and there, range officer here and there, and doing that stuff. And then I worked for the government for a little bit, uh, a couple of years, did a little bit of that. And then uh, I was just shooting a lot, and I was doing competitions at the time. I did a little bit of three-gun some USPSA uh, stuff. And when Armaspec first, they moved, they're originally from California. They were moving to New Mexico and I met them and they said, hey, I don't know if you know our facilities out here. So we just started talking and uh, the original relationship started off as I was just testing and evaluating uh, products for them and doing some uh, consultations with them. And just, they were just asking how to improve their product and basically giving it to me to test, see if I could break it. 
So I've been uh, good friends with them for about two and a half years. And then just recently, they uh, invited me to come aboard full time. So uh, it has been a, a real blessing for me and uh, I'm, I'm real happy where I'm at. So Nice. And tell me a little bit about the company. How long has Armaspec been around? So the company actually just hit its 10-year anniversary. We started in 2013 in California. Uh, they spent most of their time there. And then, as you know, California is not the most friendliest of states when it comes to firearms. Um, the company felt that it was a good move uh, to find a, a better state. Mm-hmm. So they uh, transplanted, uprooted everything. Um, they moved out here to a little town called Moriarty, New Mexico, which is about 40 minutes um, just east of Albuquerque. And uh, we have three facilities out here. We have a machine shop. We have an assembly warehouse. And then we have uh, a gun range as well that we uh, we use. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's why you said, you know, if there's any noise in the background, it's because your office is at a gun range. You know, so, yeah, at the, at the back of the range, I'm I'm in the dungeon. They put me in the dungeon. So at the back <laughs> of the range, I, uh, every now and then you'll hear a round flyby. Yeah. So when they started, were they just starting off like making specific parts? Because I'm assuming that throughout the years, they've, you know, advanced to other parts of the AR and AR-10 platform. So they started off uh, making, they just wanted to offer accessories that offered the user a tactical advantage, it's in our name, but at a reasonable price. Something that's not going to break the bank. That's American made. Uh, It is made here in America, and that's a big thing for some people. So uh, we just wanted to offer a product uh, line to people that is more of affordable and is not just outrageous. So yeah, your blue collar worker can uh, afford our stuff and, and still have a quality parts. So we kind of started with the uh, SRS system, uh, which is our stealth recoil system. And it's a multi-stage drop-in replacement for your existing uh, GI buffer system and spring. So it's a captured unit. Um, there's no screws. There's nothing to come loose it's and it's a dual stage so there's two stages of recoil reduction and then uh we kind of branched off into some other stuff and and we have some real big uh, plans for the future we have a lot of stuff coming down the road we've been really focusing on new products so nice okay yeah i'm actually just looking at your website right now tell me about some of the new products that you guys have because you guys had quite a bit of stuff on the table at TruerCon, and i was like wow that's actually that's pretty genius. <laughs> so uh, we have recently just come out with, and it's almost ready to launch, but we have a, a Glock compensator. I'm sure you saw it at TriggerCon. It was mm-hmm. kind of a more prototype phase at that time. Yeah. But uh, it is a frame-mounted compensator. So um, if you don't have a threaded barrel on your gun or in states that actually don't allow threaded barrels on pistols or handguns, um, you can still install one of our compensators and it installs on the bottom uh, rail section of your Glock, full-size Glock. And uh, you just tighten down four set screws and uh, you're off to the races. And um, that's one of the, we're trying to kind of get into the pistol market as well. So that's kind of one of our pistol products. And then uh, some of the new stuff that we have coming out, and I just saw it at the uh, machine shop maybe 20 minutes before we got on this call is uh, we are coming out with a line of optics risers, kind of similar to what's out there, some other brands that you've seen. Um, So we're going to have like a Picatinny-style riser for people who shoot with night vision and uh, passive aiming through night vision for EOTech. And we're also going to have a tall riser for the T1, T2 style of optics as well. And uh, many more things. We have a list that's huge, and it's just knocking them off a little by little. Nice. Wow. Yeah, the Glock mounted compensator, that was really cool. And what's nice about it is um, it looks like so when you put it on the rail that's already on the Glock, it also comes with its own Picatinny rail, the mount does, so that you're not losing that. Yeah, so you still yeah, have, that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, okay, well, now I have to either choose between having this compensator or using my light or laser or whatever accessory that you want to use. Um, it doesn't take away from that and you still have that. And that looked really cool. And I, you know, I mean, I'm glad that you kind of went into explanation as to, you know, for some states that aren't allowed to have 
threaded barrels, which is ridiculous. And, you know, and just for a lot of other states, like, you know, for people who live in in freer states, they're probably like, well, that's kind of weird. But you're right. You know, some people just aren't allowed to have threaded barrels. And as a result, they miss out on a lot of opportunities. And these compensators, I have not tried this one, but compensators in general tend to make a huge difference. So that's exciting. And then I also noticed, I was scrolling down, I noticed you guys had quite a bit of Glock stuff, like the, let's see, what did you have? The um, the Glock safety plunger that we are machining in, in-house at a, an affordable price. So that just smooths out your trigger pool. It's a more of a rounded dome. Uh, and it also comes with a reduced powered spring. So if you don't want to run it, you can run your OE spring. Mm-hmm. We also have like stainless steel pins. We also have uh, stainless the- steel Recoil spray uh, rods, ring, yeah. recoil springs, and multiple colors. So there's a little bit of flavor in there for everyone. And again, we're going to try and expand on the pistol stuff. And I hear down the road we're going to have threaded comps for the threaded barrel stuff. For uh, they're going to be more of like a micro comp, so they're not timed, and they're just going to be like a quick accessory you can throw on. And if you don't want it, you can put it back in your pocket. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Hmm, okay. Run a suppressor or something, you can take it off and put a suppressor on. Yeah, very cool. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about gators. Right now, gators, so they just launched their Urban Bottomlands Camo Magnum. And this has just like a really cool camo print on it, on the frames. I personally, I would love to get them. I don't think the Magnums look as great on me, but they look really great on guys. Travis Kennedy, he is one of the ambassadors for Gators, and they've posted a few pictures of him wearing it. And I got to say, it probably makes him just a lot better looking. So guys, if you're looking to enhance, you know, your looks a little bit, definitely go with these Magnums because uh, I think it, you know, increases, uh, it increases those looks like tenfold. But anyways, yeah, so they have these that they just came out with. They have the Patriot Ops. I mean, they're coming out with new stuff like every couple of weeks now. It's really exciting to see how far they've come. And then they also have a few other things up their sleeve. So stay on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, if you guys are looking for quality glasses that you could use on the range or just everyday use, I'll be honest, I used to be kind of a eyeglass snob and... I'd wear like all these name brands, you know, for sunglasses, not on the range. And I've now like gotten rid of all of those. I've given them away because I'm just using gators. And I use the sky hooks like during the day, like when I'm driving. And then there's a few other uh, different frames that I use on the range. But hands down, like the best, most comfortable glasses that I've ever worn. If you guys want to buy them, use the URL gators.com forward slash ava ava15 and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order and again that is gators.com forward slash ava15 15% off let's talk about the fact that you guys are u.s made so how is it that you guys are u.s made but you're able to keep your prices so low because that's kind of like one of the things where it's like i'm sure everybody would love to you know make their products in the u.s and after COVID with, you know, all the the issues that we ran into and that we weren't able to get a lot of parts and materials, a lot of companies ended up suffering from that. So it's obviously awesome that, you know, if it is made in the U.S., but as a result, it's also really hard to keep prices down because of that. So how have you guys managed to, you know, to have both? So I think it really comes down to uh, owner, the owner of the company, his name is Alex don't ask me to pronounce his last name because it's a, it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> but uh, Alex, uh, he's a mastermind when it comes to uh, programming. He kind of does his own. I think that's how he's able to keep it down. He has so many of these designs and he uh, has so many fellow friends in the industry that he works alongside with to come up with these cool ideas. And then uh, he has the, the convenience of having these machines to just be able to test out his, his uh mad crazy designs out of his head and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and we move on to something else so um i, I really think it comes down to him and, and and he's a very intelligent man and he knows exactly what he's doing and so i i think it's it's up to him really so so it sounds like he's just kind of working smart as opposed to putting resources all over the place and 
you know, and it's keeping costs down. Yeah. Uh, also, so I noticed you guys do have, you carry some other brands. I mean, you have your brand, but then you've also carried some other brands. Tell me about those brands. So we're going to partner up uh, with a few more coming up. Um, we have some good connections with uh, some guys in the night vision industry and uh, good friends of ours. So uh, you may see a cross between those two, um, especially now that these mounts come out. And um, we, we just want to help the industry because right now, as you know, the industry is not doing too well. And uh, this is a time where we all kind of need to band together and, and team up if you need to team up and and help each other succeed and get through this uh, this downtime. So I think things will get better. But at this current moment, we're just trying to uh, scratch each other's backs and then carry some other people's products. And you'll probably see more of that uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then for anybody who wants to buy your stuff, what other, I know you guys obviously have a website, but what other companies are carrying your stuff? Like I'm assuming Rainier Arms since I met you at TurgerCon. Are there any other companies that, that have your stuff? I mean, we're pretty much anywhere you can think. We're Optics Planet, Primary Arms, uh, Joe Bob Outfitters, Midway USA. Uh, I mean, all the big names were pretty much in there. You can even find us in uh, Sportsman's Warehouse, uh, some in Cabela's, I believe. Hmm. So uh, we uh, we've put our roots down in a lot of places. So if you just type in our respect in Google, I'm sure you'll be able to find us just about anywhere. Yeah, nice. Going back to your products, just because I'm I'm looking at your website as I'm interviewing you. So the charging handle, I know that that was a huge like crowd pleaser at TriggerCon and it's not just a regular charging handle. Do you want to explain like what it actually has to offer? Yeah, sure. So uh, we wanted to offer a charging handle that had ambidextrous controls, obviously like a lot of others on the market, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to make it an affordable price and we wanted to throw some features in there that some do not have. So uh, our, our uh, charging handle has a couple ports actually in the top of it that reroute gases that are coming out of your DI gun, especially if you're shooting suppressed, that will reroute the gases down and out of the shooter's face. And uh, actually, you can see a demonstration of this on our Instagram. And there is a video not too far down from the feed that will actually show uh, gas coming out of those and how effective it works. And uh, also, it has a what we call center force charging. So if you're familiar with like an old style charging handle, if you pull it at odd angles, mm-hmm. the shaft of the charging handle may twist and kind of bind up. Um, we have what's called center force charging and it eliminates that. Uh, there's a, a a point on the back that hinges on the center line of the charging handle. No matter how weird or awkward you pull this thing, it will always pull straight and drill. Hmm. Very interesting. That actually, so that brings me into, so talking about Mantis real quick. Yesterday I was using my Blackbeard and um, what's great about it is you take out the charging handle, the BCG, replace it with something that is, you know, a similar design. It's all one piece from Mantis. And then obviously remove the magazine and uh, put in Mantis's mag. Well, it's a battery pack, but it it looks like a magazine. But I was telling somebody that this is such a great design because you can dry fire your AR without having to keep pulling back the charging handle to reset the trigger. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the charging handle is a pretty delicate piece. Like it's not really made to be racked back, you know, back and forth, like nonstop. And so I actually, you know, as you're telling me this, that kind of comes to mind because this is definitely, it looks like it's a lot stronger and it's made very well with the tolerances in mind. Whereas like I've had some charging handles, like obviously, you know, some are better than others. And there is obviously that movement when you shoot, which I'm sure people are thinking to themselves like, well, yeah, it does move back and forth. But, you know, it obviously doesn't move the same direction like if we were to do it manually, if that makes sense. And there's a lot of like really flimsy charging handles out there. But that said, here's my little plug. So with Mantis, though, this is taking out all the work 
It allows you to dry fire your AR without having to reset the trigger. And then if you get the Blackbeard X, which is the next generation of the Blackbeard, it actually will uh, track your movement before, during, after. It'll give you some uh, some tips on how to shoot better. And it's just like a really great tool. So if you guys want to check it out, mantisx.com. That sounds like a great product. It's definitely on my radar. Yeah, definitely. Going back to your charging handle, though, what I like about it is, you know, it's well designed, but um, on your website, it says, so $59.99. So like, we have, actually, now that you bring that up, I actually forgot to mention it. We have a new charging handle that uh, offers the same great features that the premium one uh, <laughs> it is. So our premium is called the Victory, and we just came out with one called the Armaspec Classic. And we just uh, eliminated a couple of machining routes on the machine to just make it a little bit faster and save on time. Um, it doesn't have the gas busting features that our premium one does, um, but it's essentially the same sturdy, beefy charging handle at a much cheaper price. So those ones, our premium is at like $79.99, which I still think is an excellent price compared to some of the others that are out there. Yeah, And then our classic is $59.99. So yeah. Uh, Solid. You're right. I was looking at the wrong one. Okay. So the Victory is $79.99 mm-hmm. and then the Armaspec Classic is $59.99, which again is pretty well priced. And then lastly, just kind of going back to your buffer systems, um, because you guys do offer a lot of different like recoil springs. Can you just walk us through that and even like the sound mitigation buffer? So that, you know, I'm seeing all of these like buffer springs and they all look a little bit different. Can you explain the difference between those? Yeah. So the way I liked it, we offer three different, I call it tiers, good, better, best, right? Uh So our um, good spring replacement is going to be a braided spring um, that works with any buffer that you have currently. So if you have a mil spec uh, one and you just want to take some of the twang out and get a little bit more recoil belt reduction, um, you can run our braided spring and it comes with a collar that you drop on your buffer and you can run it in, in any, it doesn't matter what buffer you have. That's our good. Then our, uh, our better is going to be our sound mitigation. Um, so what that is, is a single stage captured spring. Okay. So our premium line is a dual stage. This guy is a single, a single stage, um, still offers a lot of reduction in sound and felt recoil and just how smooth it is. I know that you picked one up at the show and it was just buttery smooth. That's our actual SM, uh, SMB, our sound mitigation buffer. And then we have our premium line, which is the SRS, which is a dual spring uh, recoil reduction. So uh, it's just kind of, we have a little bit of flavor out there for everyone. If you don't want to spend and break the bank, I think our braided buffer spring is around the $25 range. And then we jump up to the sound mitigation, which is $59.99. And then if you want the premium one, it's going to be in that $80 range. And we offer that as kits as well. So if you don't know exactly what weights you need, we have a kit that comes with your three most common kits. So And, and what's the price for that? So the price on the kit is going to be $109. And it's going to come with our stealth recoil spring with a carbine weight installed. And then it's going to come with a heavy weight, and then it's going to come with an H2. And I actually just put out a video on YouTube. If you need help on how to change this, there is a YouTube uh, video on that. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, well, wrapping up. So if anybody wants to check out your products, you guys were actually so like generous enough to give us a code for any of the listeners. And this code is going to be valid until it was at the end of November. Correct. Yes. And it's for 20% off, correct? Correct. And the code is AVA20. And that is A-V-A and then two zero, all one word. And just tell us what's your website. And then if people want to check you guys out on social media, check out your YouTube, you know, videos that you've put out or follow you on Instagram, all that good stuff. What are those handles? All right. So, uh, yeah, you can find us at uh, at our website, which is just going to be Armaspec dot com and then uh, we have one social media right now uh, we may put out some more later we are on instagram even though everyone's getting shadow banned but you can find our instagram page at uh, armaspec usa and that's all together one more all right cool 
Awesome. And then also, um, I'm sure people, you know, like you said earlier, can find you on all of these other stores, online stores as well, including Rainier Arms. And yeah, so definitely check them out. And I can't wait to shoot the gun where I use your products and hopefully continue to use your products because they were definitely like easy to use and you could tell it was good quality stuff. Yeah, just let me know. We'll get you hooked up. All right, cool. All right, so IWI. IWI, they just announced a recall on the Carmel rifle, unfortunately. Although I got to say, I have a lot of respect for them because I feel like some people just kind of, you know, push a lot of that stuff under the rug. Um, whereas like they're taking action and they are recalling any of the rifles with the uh, serial numbers ranging from CH001385 to CH003328. And the reason why they're recalling it is uh, some of the units have an issue with the firing pin blocker. It won't cost you anything. Just contact IWI. Either go to their website, IWI.us, or call customer service, and they'll uh, send out a prepaid shipping label and then get that fixed for you. So uh, they are sorry for the inconvenience, but again, I do respect them for, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. And so they are doing that. But in the meantime, um, it is only those serial numbers that are affected. You know, if you stumble upon a Carmel, I would say buy it to date. It's been one of my favorite guns to shoot. It shoots really nice. It's one of those things where I feel like you really have to shoot it to like really like fall in love with it, holding it. Yeah, okay, it's kind of cool. But like once you shoot it, you're just like, dang, that that was amazing. And if you'd like to check out any of their other firearms, head on over to IWI.us. If you find anything in their web store, you can get 15% off all of their accessories just by using the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that gets you 15% off. Politics. What is going on in the world today? Today in politics, firearms exports pause, and you might have heard about this. It was circulating quite a bit on social media. Last Friday, the U.S. Department of Commerce announced that they were pausing all civilian exports of firearms and ammunitions for 90 days and are evaluating pulling support for the National Shooting Sports Foundation SHOT Show, which this is like, this is, I think, what makes it really weird. So one, I guess you could hardly say that they really support SHOT Show. Uh, In the past, they provided zero financial support. They basically tend to ask questions and talk about policy, which, you know, the agency that polices the firearms industry should, I think they should be, you know, at such a large industry event regardless regardless if they've decided to pause shipping or anything like that. Anyways, this pause only applies to processing new export licenses. Already issued export licenses are still valid, and this does not ban them, but it does affect future sales. And so it doesn't mean like one company, you know, has the green light. It just means that for whatever they're shipping, you know, if it was already planned, they could still do it. But like any future shipments are basically paused. There are also 40, quote unquote, friendly foreign governments that are exempt from this pause. That's another story for another day. This does place a huge looming question over the heads of business for their future commerce, though. Allegedly, the government is concerned over national security concerns and considerations of situations overseas, including human rights. They say that they're worried that civilian purchase firearms and ammo will be redirected to Hamas and unfriendly nations to be used against U.S. allies. This is pretty rich considering how the government is by far responsible for more arms ending up in the hands of terrorists than any manufacturer. I mean, just look at what happened in Afghanistan and how the weapons abandoned by the Biden administration for the Taliban have been, you know, all over the black market and for the world to purchase. Then there are all the arms, including rockets and missiles sent to Ukraine, which have also turned up on the black market. Basically, I don't really even know what to make of this. Like, yes, I get it. I think we are on the brink of, you know, some crazy things that are about to unfold in the world. And I understand not wanting to arm the enemy. 
but I also, I think this is like very fishy and it is definitely going to hurt the firearms industry. I mean, we are about to, all these manufacturers, we're about to be sitting on a ton of inventory that we can't ship out. You know, I think the government is just continuously coming at us from different angles. So if they can't pass laws that, you know, ban certain guns, they're going to probably try to hurt us financially. Which yeah, they backdoor it any way they can. And it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because we're in dark times in the firearms industry. But um, I don't know. I don't know where we're headed, but I just have to have hope. Yeah. And granted, this only lasts 90 days, but they could decide to completely ban sales to, to some countries altogether. So we don't really know what, you know, what the future holds or what's to come. So I guess stay tuned for that. But I definitely feel bad for a lot of these companies. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Cato, who I met at the Nashville Rose Retreat, and we're going to continue the interview that we did previously. So, Cato, I have to ask, what was your favorite parts about the retreat? Boy, great question, um, because I absolutely loved it all. Um, but I probably, personally for me, got so much more information about the different ways to carry. Oh, my gosh. That has been amazing. Working in the industry that I'm in, um, especially in in the Nashville environment, uh, the gentlemen that I work with, are they typically only carry it one of very few ways, angle holster, you know, inside the waistband, uh, those kinds of things. And so I had never done a belly band before. I, uh, obviously, the fanny pack, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Fabulous idea. Um, there were so many uh, and different clothing to wear, it's especially because I like to end up wearing my tactical pants all the time. And that looks pretty crummy when you go out for. <laughs> right. For like dinner. a nice dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah just- and if anybody is wondering, so Sig was so gracious to give us all a sort of like a fashion show. And they had yeah. Vertex there, 511. Uh, the company that uh, they reached out to, uh, that Sig reached out to, to make their apparel. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that uh, crossbreed holsters that's, you know, been so kind to make like a whole rose line. And so I thought it was just a really great opportunity for everyone to see, you know, all of the various ways that like you can carry, but also clothes that you could wear that help with concealed carry that don't look so tactical and kind of, you know, give away the fact that like, hey, we may or may not have a firearm on us. Absolutely. And that's that's actually, you know, for me, that's been a real um, help and game changer because I've found so many new different ways to carry. I I typically like to carry either inside the waistband or um, if I'm at work, I, I tend to go outside the waistband, um, but I wear longer shirts. And so this was really nice to be able to try out those new things and see how they actually work for me and my body. Mm-hmm. I'm, a little, I'm a little fluffier than most, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that makes it sometimes a little more difficult to work with things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, it was just, it was very eye-opening. And I've already put that into use uh, with other women that have come in saying, you know, I can't find something comfortable yeah. to, to hide and to conceal what is my recommendation. And so I've now been able to add to that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a truly a game changer. Were there any other parts that you that really struck out to you that you just really enjoyed? Well, of course, I always love being on the range that yeah, <laughs> that you could never complain about that. But I, I just felt like the whole event itself was, uh, it just was well thought out from beginning to end mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how they knit it together. Yeah. Thank- so that while one group's out, out on the range, the next group is already learning about how to break down a, a SIG, how to clean it, how to lubricate it. 
all these really great things that people need to know but may not um, receive. Mm -hmm. You know, in an eight-hour class, you're just not always going to get that kind of breakdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed that as well. And I think it's incredibly important for people who own a gun to know how to, you know, take care of their firearm and and clean it and keep it well maintained. You know, it goes so much more than just learning how to shoot the gun and feeling comfortable and confident with it. And I know, you know, you being a firearms instructor, this question might be uh, maybe, you know, not as like it, it may not mean as much to you, but um, would you say that like after this event, do you, do you feel more confident and comfortable shooting and using your firearm? Or would you say that, you know, kind of uh, fairly the same? Um, for me, uh, probably this pretty much the same, mm-hmm. uh, only because I've been literally just immersed in in this, obviously, daily. <laughs> yeah. So, But again, going back to the various carry methods, I think I have a more um, diverse way of comfortably and securely wearing things now that I didn't always have. There were many times, you know, if I was dressing up, I was like, well, guess I won't be carrying a firearm to that event Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, different things that way. So uh, now there are new doors open for me in that respect. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of being able to carry and and feel comfortable about it that I know I'm not showing. And for anyone who is in the Nashville area, what are the gun stores called that you work and teach at? So the primary location is the Nashville Armory, um, and we're on Kennelwood Drive in Nashville. And we have a second location called Franklin Range, which is about 20 minutes away from our Nashville location. Both are indoor ranges. Um, the Nashville location has 25-yard range. And our Franklin location, unfortunately, is only, I think, 15 yards. So if you're wanting to shoot rifle or zero something in, Nashville's probably your best bet. For rifle stuff <laughs> okay. um and obviously you can shoot rifles though at either at either location okay great well thank you so much and we're going to continue on with the rest of the show great thank you moving on with the rest of the show caldwell If you're into skeet or trap, you need to check out the new Claymore Target Thrower from Caldwell. The Claymore Target Thrower gives you all the benefits of an electric thrower without needing electricity or a battery. It holds 50 clays and you operate it with your foot. It throws clays anywhere from 55 to 70 yards and has multiple modes, standard as well as flurry where it throws as fast as you could step on the pedal. It also has an adjustable angle and collapses for easy transport. MSRP is $329, but remember, if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, and that is CaldwellShooting.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Zenith introduces the ZF-56. Zenith Firearms, known for their presence in the HK MP5 clone market, is making a big leap in diversifying their lineup. Their newest offering, the ZF-56, and I don't know if they actually, if I should be saying the dash, but the ZF-56, either way, it's ZF-56, is an innovative platform blending the familiarity of AR-15 controls with the HK-93 platform. The unique factor here is the legendary roller-delayed blowback bolt system. It's now available in a platform with controls that everyone is familiar with. It has an AR-style trigger, grip, and magazine, and the convenience of a last-round bolt hold open. It has a proprietary lower receiver that is similar to the AR but with differences to incorporate the different operating system. 
One of the big differences on the lower is a large HK style safety selector. Since it has that roller delayed blowback system, it doesn't need a buffer tube, instead it has a HK style end cap with two pins. From there, it has a folding charging handle, which locks downwards instead of the usual upward lock. The handguard is free-floated with M-lock and a built-in heat shield, as well as a full-length Picatinny rail on top. Initially, the ZF-56 is chambered in 5.56, but it should eventually expand into other calibers, including 9mm, 10mm, and 7.62x39. MSRP hasn't been announced yet, but stay tuned. Obviously, Zenith is known for offering more affordable versions of the HK design, so it will probably be pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, actually. Yeah, I know. Well, I love HK guns, but same with B&T, but it's like, oh. uh, sometimes you look at the price tag and you're like, yeah, I just, maybe in another lifetime. <laughs> I love B&T. I have one and I'm not a fan. You actually own one, a B&T? Yeah, I have the B. Their, their cheaper model, if you want to call it that. I have their GHM9 that I've tricked out pretty well. And uh, I love that fakes, but I can't afford much of the NT. So I just enjoy the one I got. Yeah, I know. And you're like, yeah, the more affordable one, you're like, just huh, $3,000. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how much that one well, is. It wasn't quite that much, but by the time you add all the accessories, so that's where they get you. BNT gets you with the accessories. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I mean, they look really cool. Same with HK, but it's like, so that's why I always appreciate companies that are making similar designs that are a lot more affordable. I mean, even with all of like the the replicas of the MP5 that have come out, you know, I mean, now you can get like a, a pretty decent MP5 yeah. replica for around $1,000. And I'm definitely not complaining about that. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Smith & Wesson, if you're in the market for a new EDC, definitely check out the Shield Plus and 30 Super Carry from Federal. It has the same footprint as the 9mm version, but with the 30 Super Carry, it holds three extra rounds in the mag. So that means 13 rounds in the flush mag and 16 rounds in the slightly extended mag. It's available optic ready with night sights and it has the new flat face trigger, which I think is a lot better than the original shield trigger. You can get them with or without the thumb safety. MSRP is $595, but on top of that, Smith & Wesson just threw out a rebate. So $50 off um, any of the Shield, Shield Plus, or Shield Easy pistols. So that's a pretty good deal, like a good quality gun. You know, you can't beat it because anything yeah. else that's even remotely close to that is not as good. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting. Awesome as f- never mind. AF. Denicio, do you have any kids by chance? I don't. I'm uh no, not married, no kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't either. I have to ask. So, like if you go to a restaurant and there's kids in the restaurant and they're misbehaving, I mean, does it kind of ruin your dinner or are you just kind of like, eh, whatever, they're kids? Uh, moments, yes, at moments it can. Uh you know, I, I I have nieces and nephews, so I grew up with them. And you have to have a level of like a threshold, I would say, of like, hey, that's acceptable or hey, that's not. Mm -hmm. And some parents I've noticed don't really care to discipline their kids. I know that when I was growing up, my grandma or my mother or my father would uh, take me around the corner and they would say, Aaron, uh, fix me right up. So (laughs) that's my experience. On that, I don't know how you grew up, but uh, I uh, grew up behaving and sitting down. I'm sure I had my moments, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I go back and forth. When I lived in New York City, it was really nice because there really weren't that many kids nearby. If you went to the Upper West or Upper East Side where there was more families, you would see kids. But for the most part, it was almost like you were on this island with no kids. <laughs> and it was it was kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. And then when I came back to Colorado and whenever I'd go out to eat, it was just kind of like weird to see kids in restaurants, which now mm-hmm. I'm so used to it. But I've definitely been like at restaurants before where, you know, my whole experience was ruined because like the kid right next to me was like banging on the seat, you know, pushing up like 
maybe we're at a booth and it's pushing up against my seat and I'm like, okay, I'm about to lose it and like yell at this kid, but I'm trying to be patient or like same thing on a plane. Right. And yeah, I mean, like when babies cry like that, like they're babies and I feel bad for the parents because I'm sure they're doing the best they can. But then you just have like some bratty kids that are just, they're not disciplined at all. And the parents just letting them do whatever they want. Recently, uh, there's been a surcharge for parents that are unable to parent at a restaurant. So it's a restaurant in Georgia, and they're coming under fire for apparently charging parents a service fee for having unruly children. It's I think this is the restaurant's called the uh, Totaco Riverside Restaurant. It lists on its menu a surcharge for adults unable to parent. Kyle Landman wrote, the owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until the food arrived, ate their food, and my wife took them outside while I waited and paid the bill. His wife told NBC's Today that there were 11 children at the table, ranging from three to eight, and they were sharing a table with four of their families at the restaurant. This part I don't understand. So I'm like, okay, it goes from like, you think of a family of like four to, okay, now suddenly there's 11 kids and ranging from three to eight, which is pretty freaking young. And then somehow there's four other families. So it's like, okay, it's a pretty big party. She added, they were sitting at the end of the table and they were being so good. I even commented halfway through the meal. I can't believe how well behaved they are. She then claimed the owner came to her table and told them that they were being too loud and that they belonged at a Burger King, not his restaurant. (laughs) So those parents, they asked to speak to the owner and he said that he was the owner. She said they looked around at the restaurant and everyone was frozen watching the show and that he was yelling. However, we only have one side of the story, obviously, because in another report, it mentions the owner accused the children of running through the restaurant and the father said they were down by the river. So, like, I don't... Who's to say, you know, exactly what happened? Yeah, um, there's two sides to every story. Like, and we don't know the other side. But, look, if, if this guy is a business owner, I don't I don't agree with the yelling. If he actually yelled, that's not cool. But, yeah. You know, if he's a business owner and that's how he wants to run his business, there's nobody to say otherwise. You just don't eat there if you don't want to eat there. But... Also, there's a fine line, like if your kids are suplexing themselves off the rafters in a restaurant, then maybe maybe there's some truth to that too. So Right. <clears throat> yeah. I I kept I actually kept seeing the story pop up. I never even clicked on it to read it, but now my editor just put it in here. So and then it says the owner responded to Atlanta News first that the charge was implemented during the pandemic, but was rarely ever used. He added that a group had to be particularly bad to even had the charge brought up in conversation. I don't know. It's hard to say. I can see it from both ends. You know, if you own a restaurant, like you don't want to ruin everyone else's experience with unruly children. But then on the other hand, you shouldn't just get charged for like bringing a child in and, you know, and then, you know, I mean, there are kids that sometimes will cry or have a tantrum, but it's usually younger kids and you know, I think that some of it should be ironed out a little bit before they reach a certain age. And if that's the case, then maybe just order out and stay yeah, home. You know, good. I mean, easy for me to say and you because we don't have kids and I feel yeah. bad because people should still be able to live their lives. But, you know, I mean, you kind of or also pick and choose the places that you go to. Like I wouldn't bring a kid to like a really fancy restaurant. Or if I did, I would do it like way before dinner time, like maybe before six o'clock where I didn't feel like I was ruining people's meals yeah so, exactly like there's a there's a threshold for everything and uh it yeah look like it was met so i mean again if it was, i don't have kids um honestly if he came out and said hey i'm charging you 50 bucks i would have just walked out i know i know i was just gonna be like okay bye i know seriously franklin armory If you haven't gone binary yet, definitely do so. It's a whole new level that you really just can't get enough of. Franklin Armory's AR trigger, in my opinion, is one of the easiest binary triggers to install since it drops in just like a normal AR trigger. They come with enhanced buffer springs for enhanced flexibility, and it works in most AR platforms and calibers, including 5.56, 308, 9mm, rimfire, and others. 
They're compatible with most bolt carrier groups and give you a third binary mode with one round on the squeeze of the trigger and one on release. And then obviously you could always cancel it by putting it on a safe or semi-auto. You could either get the ARS-1, which is a straight trigger, or the ARC-1, which is a curved trigger. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out the difference between either or, and then I was like, duh, one's straight, one's curved. Um, but either way, both of them are on sale right now for $386.99. But if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, and that is franklinarmory.com. And now it's time to wrap up. Unfortunately, there was no iTunes reviews this week. So please, guys, don't forget about us and send in those reviews. You could find me at GunFunny. There is links to everything there, uh, YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff. If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You automatically get access to our patron-only Facebook group, which uh, Christmas is right around the corner, and we're going to be doing a Secret Santa gift exchange again. So it's just, it's really fun. Again, it's kind of like a nice little community. Everybody gets to know each other. We make fun of each other sometimes, and, you know, but ultimately it's just a nice, tight family. Also, Blown Deadline, he gives away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky winner. So the AR that I put together with the Arma spec parts on it, that AR was actually painted by Blown Deadline with Serico. It was he did a fantastic job. Like the video doesn't even do you know it justice. It looked amazing, but yeah, you automatically get entered to win a three hundred dollar gift certificate. And then also want to thank the twenty five dollar Patreons: Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Nave. And then, of course, King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And Donicia, thank you so much for joining me today and telling us about Armaspec. Can you just remind us once again your Instagram handle, website, and then also the coupon code if anyone wants to take advantage of it, which will be good from now until the end of November? Yeah, yeah. So our website, to find us directly on our website, is going to be armaspec.com, pretty simple. And then uh, our Instagram is going to be armaspec USA, all one word, all typed together. And then uh, the code that we're offering uh, the listeners is going to be AVA20. And that's all uh, one word. It's going to be AVA20. And that's good till the end of the month, like you said. And uh, get out there, try some arm respect uh, stuff, guys. And then let us know what you like about it. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Absolutely. And then just to confirm, so that coupon code gets you 20% off, correct? 20% off the entire website. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, I will talk to you next week and we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.